Hello, everyone. You're listening to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. This is Ashley Bienyash. Today, I am here with Slow Spirit. I have Natalie Bourne, Eric Roberts, and Justin Alcock. Say hi. Hey there. Hello. So, hi. thanks for coming on to the show. Uh, nice and live during exams. I know all my fellow students are probably losing their mind. At least I am. Um, so, how about you guys uh, just tell me, what kind of music do you make? Ooh, silence. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Where it's always a tough. It's uh, an anti-music. I'm just kidding. That's Go ahead. a tough. It's a tough question for us because um, we like all kinds of music, and we like to. We don't. We don't really like to think of ourselves in terms of, of genre, but uh, because well, for, for starters, we all went to to music school here or in, in Brandon. Uh, in Brandon, that's mm-hmm. where we met. Because Eric here is from Gimli, Manitoba. Justin's from Kenora, Ontario, mm-hmm. and I grew up in Brandon, so we kind of met in music school where we all covered all kinds of things and learned how to play lots of stuff but uh were your were your what were your your i guess focuses or majors we majored in jazz performance okay yeah and what what was your respective instrument i played Uh, the saxophone Mm -hmm. i played the double bass yeah myself as well justin's our drummer but he went to school for bass okay yeah Yeah. it's really good with rhythms yeah and Okay, and you're you're playing bass in the band, and you're doing. Are you playing saxophone in the band? No, I play guitar. Okay, so like the same thing, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Very similar. Uh, so then, you guys met in school. How did you go from making or performing jazz music to making this kind of psychedelic, jazzy, folky fusion? That's my genre for you guys. Just sure. so you know. thank you. Yeah. No, that's, that's that's great. Pretty close. Um, how did you go? How did you go to making that? Um, I, I guess I could answer that. Um, we just, I mean, Natalie writes, has always written songs for as long as I've known her. Mm-hmm. And um, like originally the band was kind of an offshoot of what we were learning in school. Uh, I was leading it playing saxophone and we just kind of continued on, but learning how to support Natalie's songs. And that just took it in the direction that it went. There wasn't really much of a contrived plan or mm-hmm. anything we just kind of followed the songs and this is where we're at now and okay. i like to think that my songwriting comes from the time in my life when i was touring as a, like a folk bass player and playing these mm-hmm. songwriter songs and learning from about that tradition so you so you were a folk musician before uh yeah i guess so when i was like 18 19 still okay. is really mm-hmm. i get yeah yeah you, can, you, can, you can really hear it in the lyrics i think um, yeah <laughs> so did you it's interesting. So you started as a folk musician, and uh, then you went to school, or you were f- traveling as a musician as you were in school, or, or what's the timeline yeah, there? Yeah, kind of both at the same time, I would say. Okay. In the summertime, I would tour mm-hmm. in like the, the Canadian folk world, which is, you know, it's a huge country. It's crazy. But there's like, it seems like there's so few venues and places to stop. Yeah, there's just a lot of like prairies and exactly. open air and space long drives mm-hmm. where you get to listen to a lot of records on yeah those drives which is really nice for sure yeah. and the winnipeg music project exactly <laughs> if you happen to be touring exactly yeah. <laughs> um i should just market it as that so when you're on tour you can listen to a bunch of other musicians complain about right. listening to nothing while you're this is driving. a podcast drives. too right mm-hmm. yep right. you can download it on google play and itunes <laughs> Nice. <laughs> yeah. So this will be forever immortalized in the digital realm. Yeah, 
for sure if you're okay with Great. that if not then i can just not i haven't signed it. anything yet <laughs> that's true i don't get people to sign things if you have a problem with it i'll just delete it so you guys went to fine. music for uh jazz performance uh what were your plans with your degrees initially Ooh. god these are tough sorry <laughs> no i like it what were you thinking Justin, you haven't talked much yet. What, um, what was your plan, Mr. I don't plan? Know. <laughs> Basically, just to be, you know, uh, just have a sustainable lifestyle, I guess, as a musician. That's really what I wanted to get out of it. And we should say that Justin now works for um, the Winnipeg School of Rock. Yeah. So he seems oh, cool. to have the most sustainable music job of any of us. And are, are you teaching? Yeah, yeah, I do drum lessons there. Okay. Not so. the upright bass? No, no, we haven't really. I can't imagine that, like the school of rock, having a very big no. maybe the yeah. school of rockability. rockability. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm aware yeah. of them. They're on Corden, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, so I guess in that respect, I don't know. I got my degrees worth. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah. What about you guys? What did you did you know what you did you want to be like a performing touring like? classical jazz musician or like why yeah why <laughs> um well when i was 18 years old i just freshly graduated from high school i didn't really have much of an idea of what i wanted to do at all mm -hmm. um but the opportunity presented itself i was accepted to go to music school i was uh given a bursary so that i could try it out at a you know low risk cost-wise and uh I, I just like have always loved music although it wasn't something i had a lot of experience uh like it, within this uh kind of genre or like like the, the rock band per se in high school like i, I got into it through jazz band mm -hmm. and the saxophone primarily yeah um it just kind of like was something i could go and do and you know, while I was going to school, there would always be questions like, what's the plan? What's the goal? Like, uh, are you going to teach? Are and you going to teach? And, <laughs> yeah, that's um, always the question. And mm. I don't know, like, I just, I, I would always just say, like, I just want to play music. So that's what I'm trying to do still yeah. is just play, make music and try to keep going that way. Eric has sort of started uh, in the recording world yeah. in the past couple of years, which is a whole other universe of music making that they don't really we, we weren't really uh talked to about that when no we were in school. Mm -hmm. like the university doesn't they don't really offer any sort of trades education when it comes to the music industry it's just focused on like the art of making music right music yeah um but which I've, is unfortunate when you really think about like music today like how it's oh, so yeah. essential to ha like have the recording especially with mm -hmm getting your name out there and like people want to hear you especially if you want to be like an international sensation and, and so forth but it certainly helps i mean it also helps to be really good at music so <laughs> going to music school is like a great way to get really good at music not saying that we are but just like it helps um, for sure um but yeah it would have been nice i guess to have had a little more just like focus on recording and stuff like that but mm-hmm um, oh, I totally agree. What is the trade? The trade of music versus the art of music? Well, just like the trades that surround music. There's lots of, uh, like, it's almost like a service. I mean, recording kind of is in like a weird limbo between service and goods, right? But um, 
I, yeah, I found ways to sort of be around music even when I'm not making it and still make like a bit of money, like either with photography, videography, and mm -hmm. and recording now is something I'm uh, getting into even more. That's yeah. That's exciting, though. It is. It's so you're kind of important to this to this uh, group, so you can save money it helps. <laughs> recording <laughs> and making videos and everything. Yeah. It helps. That's exciting. The mm. only reason why I ask, um, as, as being a musician myself, uh, or a music student, and uh, graduating, people are always asking, oh, really? um, what are you going to do with that? And it's like, I didn't think that far ahead. <laughs> it's like, am I good enough to get it? Oh, I got in. Can I, can I last it? Oh, I lasted a year. Can I last two years? And then now it's like this, the fourth year, and it's like, what am I going to do with it? Cause I, and the problem with I think with school um, is that they they give you this like really great education and like understanding of how the kind of the music works, but they don't teach you how to, how really the, the music community works. Like all of the stuff mm -hmm. I've learned is through my show and taking workshops in Manitoba music and going mm -hmm. through Creative Manitoba and going to shows and talking to other musicians who've had to actually. Experience it. it. A, I wonder that those things exist. Mm -hmm. like it's, it's amazing. Yeah, like totally We're worth super it. Super lucky. I, I always encourage people who come on my show who don't have a Manitoba Music Workshop to just or, or workshop membership to at least try it for a year because mm -hmm. it's just the amount of information. Anyway, I, they don't sponsor me, so I shouldn't always <laughs> plug them. So, oh, but, but they need they, they need all the the sponsorship they can get. Yeah. Um, because once I once I learned about Manitoba music, it just opened a world of just local music that I hadn't, hadn't even been aware about. And if I like, it's if you, it's unfortunate that if you're not involved in the local community, you're not you can you can live not even knowing that it exists, which is really unfortunate. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you don't agree with that? Well, I I just think that I I'm always trying to remind myself of the bias I have about music being so important to me because I'm it's my life like it's everything and like most people are I don't think care quite as much about it as I do and that's totally fine <laughs> fair enough yeah I some people don't like music yeah at all <laughs> which is fine they're like uh, what it's is just on like radio? another thing yeah. it's just another thing that can be a hobby and it's, it happens to be like a really big hobby of ours <laughs> mm -hmm. But we don't like hold it against anybody else who doesn't really care about it that much. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, and there's so much music in the world, not even just so local much. music. We were just looking at all the CDs. Oh my god! Yeah, our wonderful library, and it's like constant. And we're even moving to like an online database, and it's just it's mm -hmm. crazy. Anyway, um, who would you say? Going back to the music. Sorry, I got, I love to get distracted. If mm -hmm. you haven't noticed, um, who would you say kind of inspires your music? Oh well, I mean, for Justin. Okay, well, here's, here's a really, like, out there, left field kind of uh, inspiration for us. That's, like, definitely, like, our number one uh, inspiration is uh, an artist named Michelle Indegiacello from Washington, D.C. Okay. And I... Uh, Write that one down. We found yeah. out about her through <laughs> a teacher at music school who was in her band for a little oh, while. That's awesome. Yeah, really awesome. And she, like... Uh, I can just tell you about her briefly. She like began her career, her like superstar career, being uh, Madonna's bass player for a little while, and then she got no big on... deal. Exactly. Yeah, she's a rock star. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then she started making her own records and had like massive jazz tours. Um, but she's like such a great hero of ours because the genre just doesn't exist for her mm -hmm. in uh, the way that you know 
Don't you wish music could just be like that? Like you don't have to always label it and have like a like a make it a product. I wish. Totally, exactly. Okay. But uh, you know, how does she? How does she inspire the music? Like, oh, just like every time she releases an album, it just like is our. You take it and make it your own kind of thing. Yeah. Well, we just listen to, listen to it all the time, and and she just released a record of a, uh, like just mm, earlier this month, I guess, released a record of of a. Uh, cover songs from like the 1980s and it's just like she just takes it in such wild directions wow. and it's kind of that's kind of like what jazz music is in a way on a on a really profound level of what jazz music is is mm-hmm. like is taking a song and like putting creative music to it you mm-hmm. know ever since the 1920s 1930s when they were doing that to like tin pan alley songs and like broadway show tunes mm-hmm. that's like the tradition yeah would know. you say that this cassette uh, that you're releasing is inspired by her most recent or no because uh, her most recent just came out like a couple yeah weeks that's ago. right yeah the, so the cassette that we've been working on since i don't know like six months ago yeah since october we've been working on these songs okay yeah since our last release mm-hmm. uh any other like- any other uh inspirations for us yeah i don't know <laughs> i mean i'm sure we could give a laundry list um yeah, Michelle definitely. Um, but uh, there's like there's also this huge community of people that she's worked with and like worked around, like people like Chris Dave or like Robert Glasper, Mono Neon, you know, sure. so many people like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but also like you know, sort of Manitoba music in general. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Eric and I were just on tour with Tunic. Um, okay, right. So we saw you know obviously a very sort of different. We were hearing a lot of different things than we would normally hear with Slow Spirit, right? Um, mm-hmm. so. Because Tunic is like... Yeah, yeah, Tunic is uh, quite an abrasive band, I suppose. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of like... Especially compared to us. <laughs> right. But we are playing with them soon. When is oh, okay. that? Oh, yeah. With them and Blast from Abbotsford. That's exciting. Um, so... I forgot I was going to go with that. Uh, I had this I had this wonderful like line of questions that I wanted to, whatever. I feel like I can kind of wrap up the influence thing in a nice okay. way. Do it. Um, <laughs> because like it's one thing to talk about other music as influences, but I, I really like to think that we don't think very literally when we're composing and arranging music, at comparing or referencing other literal influences other artists um a lot of the way that the music comes together is very loose um very just like ethereal okay and we're not talking a lot about it at all so the influences are just sort of what's around us at that time it's it's what you feel what we feel when we just pick up an instrument and just start making sounds it's like it's this literal sound mm-hmm. it's That's, like it's I like a, trying to trace uh track down a like for me on the guitar um experimenting with uh different tones or or pedals or different ways of uh, setting up amplifiers and things just trying to find like a sound that resonates with me mm-hmm. or trying to find like a drum sound that, that works and or just like what i'm like the beat I'm singing when I'm just walking. Like yeah. I don't listen to music a lot when I'm out and about walking or I'm just like always singing. I'm always like 
just things that aren't it's like mm-hmm. a radio is constantly going but never it's something that I can make out like a song that I yeah. heard earlier it's just like sounds I love that because I'm the exact same way because I'm, I'm writing people are like what, what do you sound like and I'm like I don't know I don't even really listen to music <laughs> I mean I do but like I don't be like I'm gonna write something like that so I totally get that and mm-hmm. it's the hard thing now is like how do I market that like oh I just right. how do I it's how I feel I'm like all right you don't have to that's I mean you just have to do it for long enough and mm-hmm. do things like this where you're just talking to people about it for enough and like people will find you I think that's I mean, that's Hopefully. what I hope, at yeah. least. Mm-hmm. It's like persistence. It's a mm-hmm. perseverance of just like putting yourself out there long enough and often enough. Yeah. That, um, you'll find the people will find you that don't care about those other things. Yeah. Who don't need they don't you to need, sound like someone else. They don't need like, like, yeah, they don't need the reference. They don't need the, t- to get into it. For sure. Oh, great. I would love to keep talking about this just because like, I was like, like, yeah, listen to another song. Um, the song uh, Sleep Into the Afternoon. Mm-hmm. What uh, we, I haven't talked really much about songwriting yet, but how was this song inspired and written? Mm. <clears throat> That's a good question. I can address that. So do you know, well, just how the, the demo came about? Sure. Um, do you know the band uh, The Middle Coast? Do you I, know those guys? Yeah, they've been on the show. There you go. Yeah, uh, Middle Coast, great. Winnipeg. I love them. Band currently playing in Japan. Which is insane. So crazy. But they're so adorable, it just makes sense. Yeah, they're also <laughs> from Brandon, and they also mm-hmm. tried music school out, and then they decided it wasn't for them, uh, which is great. They just like went with That's it, totally and fine. there they go. You yeah. know? Clearly, anyway. clearly they didn't need it. So. Well, yeah. <laughs> they just they went their own way. Yeah. Um, but they are such great like project starters and instigators in the music scene and they uh, had this um, song a week club started with some local musicians including myself and Eric and it was just like an email thread and every Sunday you had to have submitted uh, a new demo and everybody in the group would the rules were a new demo before you go to bed on Sunday and everybody listens to it, and there's no feedback. It's just like, just finish. Just make something. Wow. And then the next week, do it again, and the next week, do it again. That's stressful, but It was amazing. stressful. <laughs> and it would be really hard if you were a really busy, like, they asked me to do it in March, but I was away on tour for a lot of March, so there's no way. Yeah. There's no way that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But this was in January, or? I think it was, yeah. I think the uh, working title is January 22nd, 2018. I just would name all of the files just with like the date that we we put them together. Totally. Right. So Eric wrote the music. Is that right? Well, it started actually with uh, something Natalie was working on in Logic, just with like a synthesizer and arpeggiator. And I was trying to figure out how to play this on the guitar, and I couldn't. So I just like went to another room and just like wrote something that I could play <laughs> and mm-hmm. recorded it. And uh, and then Natalie wrote the lyrics to it shortly after that. But you put saxophone on it before the lyrics. Oh, that's true. That's totally true. Okay, so I wrote the guitar part, and then I recorded a drum part, and then I recorded a saxophone part for it, and Mm -hmm. then gave it to Natalie. And I put the lyrics on, which totally shapes it. You know, it's interesting how just adding a voice and lyrics totally, like, like Eric added so many layers, but that all sort of gets flattened once you put on the voice. But yeah. Anyway, we should listen to it, and you can sort of hear what happened there. Do you want to just talk about the lyrics at all? Oh, should I talk about the lyrics? Yeah, do it. Um, Sleep into the afternoon. Uh, I I guess I was thinking, at the time I was thinking a lot about Royal Canoe for some reason. I think I was playing in a a band with one one or two of those guys, 
at the time. The Heavy Bell Band? Yeah, Heavy Bell. And I was thinking about their writing a little bit. So that's just kind of a pocket influence, secret influence. Uh, Sleep into the Afternoon is sort of about um, why everyone seems to be so busy like a, like ants, you know? Like we live in a, on the top floor of a building that overlooks the Osborne Street. Mm-hmm. And it just yeah, seems like it's just so crazy watching traffic go back and forth all the time. And like you wonder where people are going all the time, and like, do they ever get a rest? You know. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I that's love kind it. Of a thought. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, and and also feeling like kind of lazy being able to just like be home Sleep and watch afternoon, yeah. watch the daily commute from like your high perch mm-hmm. in the sky. Anyway. Oh, exciting. Okay. Yeah. So, everyone, you're listening to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. This is Ashley Binyash. I'm here with Slow Spirit. We're listening to their music from their cassette, which will be released on April 29th at 8 p.m. at The Handsome Daughter with their friends Yellow Light. The uh, cover is $10 at the door, so make sure to go check them out then. And now you're listening to Sleep Into the Afternoon. <laughs>
everyone. Welcome back. I hope you uh, didn't miss us. We weren't gone for very long. Um, <laughs> it's uh, the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. I'm still Ashley Banage, and I'm still here with Slow Spirit. We just l- finished listening to their song, Sleep Into the Afternoon, which is going to be on their cassette, which Idol, which will be released on April 29th at... Um, Handsome Daughter, sorry, at 8 p.m. Cover is $10, so come on down. They're going to be playing with Yellow Light, which will be a lot of fun. Um, so your songwriting process, you guys talked about a little bit. You had, with Sleep Into the Afternoon, you had a song, a melody or like a, an instrumental section, and then you added um, the lyrics. Um, is it always like that? Uh, no, not not always like that, but but often. You know, and the the instrumentals are often handled by a different person than the person who's writing the lyrics, which is myself. Mm-hmm. So that's it's like a it's a collaborative effort, I think. Collaborative. Collaborative effort. Yeah, but sometimes, on the other hand, there are other times where we take a a song, just like a song song that I write on a guitar, mm-hmm. and then extrapolate from there and add other elements that other people bring, which can totally change. So when you're collaborating, is it like one process is finished and then, or like is like here is one more human, but it can change or like right? How do, how does that? Yeah, there's there's so much that's open for changing all the time with our music. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you might think this can't change, and then it it'll change. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's yeah. what, that's what I think, happens. I yeah. think when you when you want to be creative, it's a, a really good skill to just be able to like even the things that you prize the most or the things you love the most and care about the most, be able to just let to just go. ask them and let them go and yeah. see what sand Mandela the kind sand of approach Mandela? sand Mandela like like the, uh, the the sand gardens that the the oh, Buddhists, Buddhists like they would make something and then as soon as it's done, just wipe it away. And it's just, yeah, sure. Oh yeah, I've seen like they, they do like sand like artwork mm-hmm. and like it's super meticulous and like it takes like like hours and then once they're done they just get rid of it exactly yeah no i don't want to do that (laughs) (laughs) that's stressful like look at this beautiful thing i made and just Mm -hmm. so you guys did release an album in september of 2017 called unnatured Mm -hmm. and i uh, i played that on the unpaid music project's monthly music wrap-up and i really enjoyed it and suddenly you're yeah no problem and (laughs) you're suddenly releasing a whole new collection of, of of pieces or songs like only a couple months later, do you have plans to release more music in a couple months, or <laughs> how did this happen? Just convenient, or? Um, well, the last project was a bit of a f- uh, like a finale in a sense, where we we had recorded uh, these songs that we had been working on for years prior to that. It was uh, it was just like a long, very long process to like get it done and get it recorded, get it mixed and mastered and then once it was done it was like we had moved on from it and we just wanted to write a bunch of new stuff so that's what we did we just took the winter to write a bunch of new songs i recorded them myself this time which uh kind of just sped up the process and that like there wasn't the cost barrier to like actually get it done which i mean isn't always uh an issue for for some people but for us it just happened to be an issue the last time um so uh, it had taken about five years, right? You said I read it in an article. I don't know if you said that, but yeah. what what took so long for you guys to what took so long to uh, <laughs> write it, compose it, or like master it? 
what what were you so focused on making perfect or good enough that you were happy with to release and then just to move on? Because you had been working on them for so long, right? What made you decide that they were done? It was just like... <laughs> well, it, it, it's not necessarily that we hadn't even released this those songs before. It was just they were done in a very uh, DIY manner. And, and this time we had a... A grant, so we went to a studio, and at the studio we had the opportunity to just record as many songs as we could possibly record in two days. So we're like, well, what are our best songs? And like, these are the ones. Those seven were the ones that were the most prepared to okay. record in, uh, you know, the very sensitive environment of like a professional recording studio. So we wanted to, you know, do the the best we could. And, yeah, for and sure. We recorded completely live off the floor, so that meant that all of the parts had to be like pretty much finished and we were the most comfortable with them. Mm-hmm. That's stressful. Off the floor. I can't imagine. Uh, yeah. uh, it, but like after playing the songs for years, it was sense. like yeah. we were kind of ready to just do it that way and not dwell over them any longer. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Um, so that was a great segue for grant funding. We had talked sure. about that a little bit. What, why did you decide to apply for a grant? Mm, that was my idea. I remember Eric was kind of against it at the time because Eric wanted to make his own recordings, which he has done with this release, and mm-hmm. I'm super proud of them, and I think they're amazing. Um, but I was like, what would it be like if we took this band that has, in the past, up to that point, had always just gone DIY and made its own recordings? Mm-hmm. And I was like, we should apply for funding so that we can record in a studio. I don't know why I thought that was a good idea. Why does anyone ever think that's a good idea? But it was. It is. It's a it great is a, idea. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's just so many advantages to working with a professional, somebody who has decades of experience recording music. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, there are so many advantages, like and having a, a third part, a third party kind of listen to it, mm, outside source. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like to be able to work with somebody who is just uh, so experienced in capturing the natural sound of your band and and giving you the most high fidelity uh recording of that sound mm-hmm. and and like that's what we got we worked with paul yee at stereo bus nice oh the hat eric nice. is wearing the stereo bus hat yeah. and he <laughs> yeah he did an amazing job <laughs> with that recording and since then i i've started working with him and he's taught me a ton about recording and now it's my turn to like this is sort of like my first main project rec- recording and releasing uh, an album or like a set of songs for yeah. our band. It just happens to be like, this is the, kind of like the test. <laughs> yeah, to see if you can like do something that you'll be... And I, I've done stuff before, but never I've never put quite this much time. Or I just feel like I'm like at a point now where uh, this is like good work. I'm, I'm very happy with it. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do our best to release it and get it out there as far as we can. Did you did you apply for funding for this cassette as well, or was it for just for the original just, LP? Just for like a nature. We we didn't go through anything this time. It mm-hmm. happened all so fast that yeah. like, unfortunately, funding can sometimes slow things down because yeah. Well, if you, it's, pr- okay, you can't start anything until you get that approval, right? Right. Not to right. provide a timeline, and that mm-hmm. just doesn't really work or, out that way. It, was this, was it your first time applying for a grant? That one was. We had gotten, we had gotten a, uh, we had, had applied and received funding for a tour prior to that. Okay. Oh, yeah. um, 
But that was the first recording grant we had ever received. Okay. And Hopefully do you, we'll do some more. That's, yeah, and it was obviously a very positive experience, Absolutely. so I can see you doing it again. Um, do you have any like quick little pointers or advice for for the grant application process for the people who are, for the people who are listening, not me? Oh um, man, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, do's and, and do nots of grant writing. I would recommend being on the other side of seeing the other side of the the recording industry a bit more. It, when you're applying for a grant, go and meet the people that you want to work with, like the recording engineers, the producers, if you're going to use a producer, or if it's not going to be self-produced. or, um, But just go meet those people and have a relationship with them before you apply for the grant. And then like they can vouch for you. They'll, they'll make the process so much easier when, yeah. um, when they're going over your grant. And it's like, oh, this person has like not only expressed interest in working with this artist, but they've like written a letter saying that they're going to work with them. Work with them. And then it's just like, why wouldn't we fund this? It's, yeah. yeah, and don't you have to have like a, a little section where you say what you're going to do to each song? Or is that just for yeah. Manitoba film and music? No, I think you do. Yeah, I mean, so of course I guess it having, on the grant, but. Having that producer there, so you're like, yeah, we're going to do this. Like, this this is a plan. So it's actually something that's achievable, not like, we're going to add all these sounds yeah. and it's going to be wonderful. And, like, they cl- you clearly have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, totally a concrete. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like it's like being like, I want to build a house and then going to a carpenter. And they can give you solid details yeah. about, like, what is going to be done, which the the material grant people and, yeah, need mm-hmm. to see. And they really for sure appreciate that you take it seriously, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, of course, the, the people in the studios, like, they need you to come and work at their studio. They can't just, like, sit there and record nothing. So, like, yeah. don't be afraid to, to go talk to them. Mm-hmm. They, they want to see you. Absolutely. Yeah. Did you want to add something? You look as you want to say something. D- doesn't do you want to say anything? Uh, no. No? <laughs> I feel bad. I'm, like, looking at you and, I'm, like, you look like you have something important to say or you're no, just enjoying was, the conversation? Uh, I wasn't a huge part of the, uh, the grant writing process. These two kind of took care of most of that. Mm-hmm. And actually, I've been pretty fortunate in that respect. They really kind of, you know, just provide a very easy place for me to come and play drums. So. <laughs> yeah. You're so welcome. You can just come over and hit things and leave. Yeah, pretty right? much. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's good. No, Justin is the spiritual leader of the band. That's oh. true, yeah. Okay. He, he keeps our our heads in, in check, our dreams in check whenever we start getting... <laughs> Ahead of ourselves, <laughs> starting to put the the cart before the horse. He's like, "Wait, but what Wait. should we be doing right now? And yeah. how is that going to help us get to the next step?" It's Good. You need someone like that. Yeah, it's mm. it's it's great. So you're integral. essential to That's the success. That's what they tell me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, all right, I can keep a rhythm and and crush your your and dreams. Other two. Also, like <laughs> every idea he has when we're coming to like writing or composing is solid. Like we almost. Like you have like a nine, like a point nine percent or point nine batting average for like suggestions. <laughs> it's like almost everything is just a great idea, and we end up using it. Okay. In the final arrangement. Wow. Oh, shucks. <laughs> <laughs> like I've never heard this before. Just kidding. Um, let's listen to another song. Um, oh, I know, which is another song on the cassette idol, which will be released on April 29th. What uh, what inspired or how was this song a thing? Do you want to talk about this? Just- uh, I mean, the real... This this was from the Tunic era, no? No. No? Oh, okay. Well, why don't you talk about it? Well, it, it is uh, something... I think the working... It was like the second song we did for the Song of Week Club. It was November 27th. 
it was another one that started with a, a riff that I had written. Mm-hmm. I actually, I'd written almost the entire form, which doesn't happen all that often with me. I, I struggle with like connecting ideas. Like I'll have like a good riff, and then I'm like, this should go with this riff, and and then we try playing it as a band. And I'm like, ah, oh, it doesn't work. But this one actually worked, and. Natalie wrote lyrics to it, and it was my lyrics, much done. When I wrote the lyrics in my own mind, I was thinking about Gillian Welch, who's a, a folk oh, yeah? uh, writer, amazing folk writer. But uh, I, I don't, I don't know if anyone would ever make that connection on their own. Why not? Why don't we listen to it? And <laughs> do, you, do you know that artist, Gillian Welch? Wow, she's amazing. She's from like New England, Boston area, and like writes really old timey feeling songs and plays a lot of old time American folk stuff very interesting yeah, totally. i'll have to i know I, I probably have know her but i just i'm really good with like not knowing names or how to label things or anything so sure we played this one for our friend brady the other day mm-hmm. uh he's a his band is called warming uh i've heard perhaps of them you've heard yep. of it um, and he said it reminded him of uh what was oh, it? Oh, the Mars Volta. Mars Volta, right? Yeah. yeah. Wild. <laughs> Which I thought was an interesting comparison, but yeah. yeah. Cool. I'm looking forward to hearing it. All right. Awesome. So Yay. everyone, you're listening to the Winnipeg Music Project on 11.5 UMFM. Uh, I'm Ashley Vignage. I'm here with Slow Spirit. We're talking about their cassette release of Idol, which will be released on April 29th, which is a Sunday, right? Yes? No? Yeah. It is. Yes. Yeah. 8 p.m. Yeah. at the Handsome Daughter uh, with their friend, uh, yellow light. I was going to say there, but I'm like, what if they're my friend? But I don't know them, so never mind. So that they're friend. Uh, and it's $10 at the door. Um, stay tuned, because we have uh, more questions. Well, I have more questions. Um, yeah. I might have some questions. Oh, good. Well, then, when we come back. <laughs>
Hello, everyone. You're listening to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. This is Ashley Vienesh. I'm here with Slow Spirit. If you are enjoying this interview and you want to hear more by local musicians, you can listen to more on winnipegmusicproject.com or on Google Play or iTunes, where you can listen to full uh, hour-long interviews with local bands, as well as our monthly music wrap-up, where every month we play music from local artists who have been released that month, um, regardless of genre. Very exciting. Um, shameless plug. Also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, so you can hear more about fun stuff and see, hear about local shows that are happening. So I sometimes share stuff. Sometimes. Not always, but usually. Anyway, uh, back to the, where we're here. Um, Slow Spirit. Your favorite song to perform live. Ooh. What is that? Firing um, that down to the end. Legendary Mistake is pretty fun for me. I don't know. Okay. Well, old Way or like New Way? A... Oh, right. Uh, probably Old Way, I think. <laughs> it's... What are you talking about? Well, because we had changed the arrangement, right? Right. right. But we're also maybe not sure if we're going to keep it. But in any case, it's just a you know fast, kind of energetic song. Get nice and sweaty and What's just going on, yeah, yeah. <laughs> throw some sticks around. Yeah, yeah, totally. All right. Favorite song to play live? I don't know. We haven't really we haven't played a live show since January. We played um, the Snow Dance Festival in uh, at Falcon Lake. Okay, beautiful festival, beautiful folks, and we played the Sunday afternoon at the chalet, and like that's just a whole different performance scenario, you know, like beautiful afternoon show. Mm-hmm. Um. We did a cover there that I really enjoy playing by the Punch Brothers called Julep. Anyway, okay. yeah. Why do you like playing it, though? Oh, it's just so nice to like bring one of your own favorite songs mm-hmm. to a group of people. You know when you're like, you know, have you, have you ever been on like social media and you're like, guys, I just found this song. It's amazing. I love it. And then you like share it and like really just hope people care Feel the also same. or when you play it for someone and you're like listen to this part listen to this part exactly yeah okay but uh i don't know it's hard to gauge if anybody really cares about mm-hmm. the song that you just found yeah but in this moment like when you're playing it live you really do get that feedback you know the, the like that's awesome people are like watching and listening and you're like i can't i'm so glad i get to share this great song yeah. uh, the song is like uh, that song i love because it's about it's like this it's kind of like a, a biography like a fictional biography all condensed into a short song. Oh, cool. Yeah, the story of like a man's life. How neat is yeah. that? Yeah, and it's That's... so touching and so beautiful, I think. I'm going to listen to that. Yeah, cool. it is. Um, my favorite would not be the first song of the set, usually. I'm pretty <laughs> nervous. <laughs> so one of the songs after that. Well, it doesn't matter um, what the song is, as long as it's not the first one of the show. Yeah. Um, this, I really like the songs where I get to sing too and play the guitar <laughs> because like for me that's like still a pretty new experience okay um, and it I just sometimes when it's working really well I get like this sort of out of out of body experience that where flow. like, like yeah. how is this happening how am I doing these two things at the same time <laughs> yeah, in front of people so, so like, well <laughs> recently that's been uh, the song unknown the first one that we listened to today mm-hmm. um, because sometimes I'll well, yeah, it's not like in stone, but sometimes I'll sing, like I'll just double the vocal melody that Natalie's singing. Yeah. And uh, the way it, we have it arranged now, it's just like a nice like rock song that's really fun. I get to like just drum the guitar and <laughs> that's fun too. <laughs> that's exciting. Oh, good. I love that. Um, yeah. It's always nice to hear like 
what songs the artists like to play live because it's like it's your music or sometimes it's like a cover that you really care about mm-hmm. um, wonderful um, one question they want to ask I couldn't really find a place to plug it really quickly but the artwork that you guys have for your especially for un, uh, un, unnatured it's like these orange squiggly lines and oh, stuff yeah. Yeah. Um, what is that why what is that oh it's um, there's just something that I invented it's not like anything in particular okay. there's uh, have you seen the CD case? I think I've um, dropped one off here. I think so. So it's like an eight-panel thing, and there's, uh, I think, e- e- like six lino cuts. They're, it's like a form of relief printing where you cut away the negative space and you roll ink onto the linoleum, and then it's like a stamp almost, like a custom stamp. And I did uh, six of them for the the release of that, and... Um, some of them are a little more intentional, like there's like a globe kind of thing, and that was like to re- represent um, like globalization, I guess, or something. And then there's like a couple birds, and that's more of like this friendship, like the the good bird song. It's like this sort of unity between two people. Okay. And then, yeah. The, so you're just like outing yourself as like a hippie, really? <laughs> <laughs> just totally. Kidding. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> if hippie is like Lionel Cut, then yes. I don't know. I actually don't even know. But um, like the the themes that you're going for. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen the artwork for the cassette, but... Um, it's not quite as extravagant. No? What's it going to look like? It's, um, well, it's a cassette, which is kind of limiting in a sense. It's like the smallest of the physical mediums, like mm-hmm. the physical recording recorded mediums to to make artwork for so we played around with a bunch of stuff but i think we're just gonna end up going with a a photo of like that we took not that long ago just like a band photo okay i don't know there's like mixed feelings about it but we the whole project or the whole process of putting this cassette out has been kind of hasty so we're just like gotta get done gotta get done let's just get it done is it gonna do you have kind of like an overall like a cohesive like idea of how you're gonna bring it in with the other album or is it like this a totally separate thing it's just a separate thing yeah Yeah. Yeah. kind of its own okay cool so if uh, will you be like sharing that image before you release it at the show or it's already yeah. it's already out there. People just don't know it yet. Oh, okay, so people gotta find it. But if you also want that cassette, you gotta go to the Handsome Daughter and and get it. Right? That's true. That's right. So how much are the we'll actual cassettes? I don't know. How much are we selling for? Ten dollars. Right Ten dollars. Really? Thousand yeah. dollars. What do you want to sell them for? I don't know. A thousand? Is that what you said? <laughs> It'll be wow. Ten dollars. The whole thing. Yeah, or maybe less. I don't know. Maybe they're just cassettes. So just bring <laughs> like, <laughs> wow, your hard work, your first big project. <laughs> right. <laughs> So just bring like a twenty dollar bill. The ten will go to the cover, and the other ten can possibly go to the bring change, just in case it's more um, people who are listening. They want more. It won't be more. And you can um, you can buy both and leave. We want to sell them. Yeah. Well, but you don't want to like give them away for free, right? Well, we've done that before too. Okay. Well, then don't listen to me. I don't. I've never released an album, so I just I don't know. Um, Probably five bucks, I would say. Tested. <laughs> okay, it's pay what you pay what you want. Pay what you want. It'll be a surprise. Like, so you, if you want to know how much they're going to be, you don't have to buy them. You just come down and see how much they're worth. You have to come to the show. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever which Justin is, decides. Whatever Justin decides. <laughs> right. At the moment, he yeah. hands you a tape. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, how are we feeling today? Like, okay, I'm excited to see that. <laughs> okay. So April 29th at the Handsome Daughter, 8 p.m. Ten dollar cover with yellow light. It's going to be a fun show. Uh, the cassette's called Idol. Um, artwork is decided, but 
I have to you have to Google it because I don't have it on the radio right now. Sorry, that's not how the mm-hmm. radio works. Um, <laughs> there's so many more questions I want to ask, but we are out of time. So Sorry really we quickly, talk so much. <laughs> no, no, no. This is this, this what we're here for. <laughs> um, so you, because we didn't, I didn't get to ask all the questions that I wanted to ask. You will have to come back one day. So maybe your next album, if you want to come back and plug it, um, right. totally welcome. I would appreciate that. Uh, we'll also hear some songs on the monthly music wrap up this month. So or cool. maybe just maybe just one. Um, anyway so can you guys plug your social media where can we find you on the internet to support you uh at slow spirit on instagram and uh just search slow spirit and facebook i guess you have a website no we did what's the point and Bandcamp. you can find us on Bandcamp. oh yeah that's a good place the, the the ep or whatever we're calling it will be up there on april 29th maybe even a couple so days not, beforehand. It's, it's not called Idol? I've been it called, is. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. It's just, uh, we're not sure if it's like an EP necessarily. I don't know what an uh. EP really is, so whatever. Uh, fair enough. Okay, so we're going to close with a song called Nobody Knows. And you actually just released a music video for this on April mm-hmm. 6th. Yes. Yeah, I guess yeah. It's exciting. Yeah. I, was, I watched it earlier today. Cool. I like the clouds that were yeah. like merging together. Did you, were you the videographer for this as well? Yeah, Natalie was the driver. Shot it out of the the car in Gimli last week. Yeah, it was wow, freezing. That's fast. It was freezing cold. Exactly. Yeah. Everything about this project is turn it around. Yeah, super well, fast. Why? Why take too long when you can just move on and do exactly. the next thing? Exactly. I love it. So, what inspired this piece or this song? Oh, the song. Hmm. Uh, this song was written in the winter, at like probably around solstice time, when it's like the very darkest time of the year. And I was feeling, you know, I mean, like most humans, feeling very low, feeling very like very depressed and like thinking about my life which mm-hmm. is what i think winter is for really in my life like you know that's thinking, a good way to think about it because i get so sad sometimes and like this is this is the point exactly it's like the complete Contrast. opposite of the joyful summer it's really mm-hmm. you know that's really like the the best way to think about it anyway but uh so i was writing about that i was feeling like what am i doing with my life is this the right thing to be doing and this is the moment to change you know when you're in winter and that like stillness so it was like a, a meditation on that topic. But also the music is very, is very happy. And <laughs> so it's a kind of an, a nice cushion for this like yeah, to bring impending doom feeling. I, I don't know if I would describe the music as happy, but it's stable. It's like content. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, thanks so much for having us. Oh, yeah. Thank you for coming down, especially last minute. Um, <laughs> I really appreciate it. Um, and you will have to come back. Uh, I'm going to make you like sign something in blood so you have to come back. Uh, so everyone, thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, next week we'll have an interview with Celsi and the weekend after that Ooh, will be the uh, monthly music wrap-up. So uh, I was going to say have a nice day, but it's terrible outside, so just stay warm. Stay warm. <laughs>